0: Hello and welcome to this week's Tapping Up podcast with myself, Daryl, and as always, Ian. Doing it quite early this week, aren't we? Wednesday. Thought we'd get
1: get it in, get it over
0: early and done. Get it in, get it out, check what it all about. It out. Mm. Any, any fun stories from this week? Oh, oh interesting happen. I suppose um, it's only Wednesday, so there's not really that much has happened. Overall. How,
1: um, how was your first UFC experience then?
0: Oh, all right. Um... Not as expensive as I thought it'd be in terms of the drinks. In all honesty, I thought it'd be. I mean, you'd hyped up that London was essentially where you go and where bank accounts go to die. We went straight into, uh, were it Weatherspoons or, or something like that, and it was five or a pint. I feel like you, um, you missed out on a
1: proper London stinger in terms of the wallet because we did the Weatherspoons. We had to go straight to the UFC. And then it was, what was it, £38 around for four beers. Um, for and Budweiser
0: as well. We um, beer.
1: And then because of the chaos getting home and the tubes and everything like that, we just went afterwards, didn't we? So you didn't actually get a chance to spend £10 or £15 on a pint if we'd gone to a,
0: a bar in London. Or oh, 30 quid on a stripper. Um, it, it just actually, to get in? <laughs> just to look through windows. But what it does show me is that Uber are still rip-off twats, no matter where you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous, wasn't
1: it? I mean, we kind of, everybody piled out looking for the uh, the tube, and they, you'd never even been on the tube before, had you? That was no, and first. I'll never so go on again. It was horrible. Your, your first um, experience of the tube was rammed on one stop, and you didn't like it. It was just it's like a tube of farts and basically. I think we were only on it for what one stop. Than a minute? One, one stop. Yeah, uh, we were on it for from where we were to the uh, O two, and then also, um, you saw them c- shutting the doors on people at like twelve o'clock when it kicked out. Didn't you? Have you ever never seen people forcibly shut out of a station? Quite
0: literally pushing people away and saying, no, you can't come in. And then people were just like ignoring them and piling they, in, yeah.
1: weren't they? Like, and then oh, weird. I mean, I, I don't know why. 20,000 people in that tight vicinity. of It's always going to be a nightmare, with the traffic, just what you need. Uh, let's do loads of roadworks round the O2 and make it from where the times where there's a two-lane um, road into a one-lane with temporary traffic lights. And the
0: best bit is when we got that Uber, and it took a while for it to arrive because it cancelled like four times on us, finally turns up, we get in it, he... Very chatty, which is not what you need, really. But... You didn't say, a oh, what? It was, r- r- roles reversed. You were Mr. Chatterbox
1: in the UFC. And I was like, stop fucking talking to me. I'm trying to watch the fights. Got in the taxi. You didn't say
0: a word, I you? hated that guy. Literally, he was everything that I hate about London. He had the proper geezer accent and everything. And he was going on and on about a black cab in front saying, oh, yeah, th- these are getting charged. 50 odd quid and you're only paying 20 quid. And how much did he charge you?
1: So it came up as Uber does and it takes the money out of the bank account, doesn't it? It was 29 pounds, which was for basically, was it something like 1.7 miles? Mm-hmm. It was a ridiculous year sort of period of time. And when I checked, um, how much did actually come out? 52 pounds. <laughs> so he had done exactly, which I think you, you called it to be, basically seen what the people next door were paying and just chucked on
0: 20 quid. But... The moral of the story is don't ever listen to a Tax Driver and you did get some of that money back. And the
1: moral of the story is moan like you suggested via the app and we got it reduced back down to the £29. I mean,
0: like I can say you immediately got a refund, so it was uh, worthwhile. Had to you? try
1: a few different reasons. You know? One re- one reason on the app and it just said, tough luck, <laughs> uh, basically. So I tried another reason and it instantly gave me the money back. So uh... well,
0: I've done it before. Well, not me, but my mate has done it before, uh, my mate Johnny, and he had essentially by the looks of it, pissed in the back of a taxi. So they'd reported him for it and he got a soiling charge and he tried to dispute it, saying, no, I, I ain't pissed in the back of a taxi, I ain't doing like that. But they'd got pictures of it, so when he'd put a complaint about it, they'd sent these pictures of where he'd pissed all over the seat. it was quite recent as well, I think, <laughs> last year or somewhere. He's got problems, that kid. Um, I've seen no, before people
1: gonna... puking in taxis. It used to be when we were kids, about a 50 quid puke fee. Because basically they're out for the night, aren't they? Yeah. Basically, that they have to go and get it cleaned, fucking reeks. Doesn't it sick if you fucking someone's pissed up? But these days, um, that not 50 quid
0: is, is what one taxi fare with how much the charge. Yeah, so. I mean, back this is, as you say, long before
1: Uber. uh But yeah, I mean, imagine having to deal with just pissed up people all the time, pissing in your car, puking in your car. I don't ah. know, that,
0: that taxi driver, I would have pissed in his car. He would get in right on my tits.
1: The funny thing is, I seem to remember, I don't know if you remember this bit, but um, he actually moaned. He said, he, he'd pre-fucking-scammed us in, in terms of adding things on. One of his moans into me, when you were probably ignoring it uh, deep in your phone, was he was saying, uh, people saying, ah, oh, we charge them this, and then they moan about it, we have to give the money back. So exactly the same happened to him. So he's clearly <laughs> done it before. Yeah, it like, I hope um, he
0: woke up and was like, ah. Oh. I've been caught out here. But yeah, he deserved it. Um, Gave we, him
1: five stars, took 20 quid off him, didn't <laughs> I?
0: We made some mates as well when we were there. Did we? So- you
1: made some mates. <laughs> I couldn't stand the twats talking to us.
0: Was your first encounter with um, a guy, I don't know what the brand of the the actual hoodie is, but one of those with the goggles in the hoods. Um, Crazy. I you, thought- you thought it was something from KKK.
1: Uh, or like from a post-apocalyptic world is this like a hoodie that you wear when there's going to be or you're going to storm it in a with a gas mask on Um, I've never seen a hoodie that has eye goggles in it before
0: Uh, it's quite common at football it's getting as common as um, I don't actually think it is the same make but Stone Island you always see those at these events there
1: is common Jesus Stone Island is like like Leeds in particular
0: Stone Island is apparently the new affliction by the looks of it
1: do you know what? Now that we're saying that, did we, we actually see, see an no. affliction top? That's crazy. But we did see a lot of Stone Island, didn't we? A lot of
0: Stone Island. And just I, I totally forgot off. about that. I was hyping uh, up uh, yeah.
1: how many affliction tops we were going to see, didn't I? Didn't see it? one.
0: But on top of it, speaking of affliction tops and tops in general, come home, I get messaged by Virgin Media saying I'd won a, whatever it was a Champions Venom Walkout personalised top, which is like 110 quid, so like I sorted. Went to do the uh, voucher last night because I thought I might as well get it sorted. It's a bit gimpy. Probably not going to wear it out in public. It's one of those that you wear at home and you get it just for the sake of it. It's a hundred pound voucher, so it doesn't actually cost. Like, it doesn't actually cover the cost of the top, which is hundred and ten quid, or so hundred and five quid. Plus, then there's the delivery. So I've got to pay twenty five quid if I want to. Can you not
1: use it? if it's a voucher? Can you not use it on something else? Is you it? could is it do. like a
0: venom voucher. That- uh, it's. I think it's a, an official UFC voucher because my first thought is right. I'm going to get a belt, so I went straight to look at belts. <laughs> Six hundred quid. The BMF belt is eight hundred quid, so I'm not not going. You
1: into never it. know. Could you? Has it got an expiry date? Because there may be now, particularly with Leon winning, which we can come on to either a fight night in the future or another numbered event later in the year. Could you not maybe hold on to it and you get hundred quid off the next ticket?
0: I don't think it's for tickets. I think it's merchandise. So it's one of these uh, okay. dodgy. I just want a belt.
1: I mean, if that's it, ridiculous. Here, you've won this, pay for but it. you have to pay yeah. <laughs> twenty-five quid for the privilege of what you won. That's bullshit. You didn't tell me that earlier. I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did you um, found
0: that out last night, did you? Literally, yeah. So we're doing it last night. I'll, I'll do it. I won't tell anyone because it's still a bit gimpy to get with Smith personalised on on my back, and I, it couldn't wear out in public. If you wore that to the gym, you'd get clotheslined, wouldn't you? But um, by me, yeah, but, undoubtedly. But that's still not even the funniest story that we've heard this week. So uh, me and Ian had heard a, a story from someone that we know talking about um, how boys will be boys and, and such and how pranks get played on people all the time. This particular prank was apparently... They <laughs> said to this guy, just started this new job, um, sort of initiation, I assume, here's a, a note, don't look at this note, and here is a hammer. I want you to take it to, to this guy <laughs> and just hand him the note. Hands him the note, the guy reads the note, jumps across the table, tries to restrain him and throws him down some stairs. <laughs> and what did the note say? I want
1: something you can't.
0: <laughs> I think you were going say, I want this or I'm going to fucking brain you with his hammer you can't oh it's generally it was a well delivered story yeah much more better delivered than we've just butchered there but yeah one of the funniest things we've had this week to the actual podcast then so a big introduction there um so as we were saying we went to 286 this week well in the past week my first big MMA event you've obviously been to some before um not the first Englishman to defend the title on home soil, as you were correct. So
1: someone would like to tell me.
0: <laughs> on oh, no. on Twitter. But big one being Edwards and Usman 3. Um, where do you want to start?
1: Well, follow, we'll, we'll go down the card. So from the main event to start with. But um, admittedly, uh, poor show on me. I haven't watched them back. So I've only, this, the, the, regaling these is pissed up from 400 rows back or whatever we were
0: it's really weird that you say that because i didn't realize how different it is i don't remember the last boxing i think with josh warren that we went to see live but you don't realize how different the fights are when you're pissed up and a million rows back and watching it in comparison to watching it on tv
1: you get a very different perspective don't you but equally we were quite fortunate that we had the tv screen quite close to us as well didn't we so if it was, I, I personally, my eyes aren't quite that bad yet, but I can't see down there. But there was moments where, particularly when it would go to the ground and it was like maybe the far side of the cage or the near side where you've got you know the the pillars around the cage blocking it, it was nice to be able to look at the screen on it and kind of get a bit of a a clearer perspective that took that out. But um, there was a couple that we, what I mean, we'll, we'll come on to, but how different the decision went from how the fight looked that's what quite, I mean yeah. Yeah, so it was...
0: there's definitely a couple that I will get onto a little bit later down the card
1: Um, I remember being and I've, we've, I've as I say I haven't watched it back I'd be interested to and I've obviously done a bit of reading since but I thought Edwards won I thought it was going to be closer than it was due to the point deduction that was my real concern and I remember saying to you I think Thought it might have been a draw. A draw ultimately did what we would have needed it to in terms of draw would have meant that Edwards retained the title. But from what I've read, people seem to be saying pretty clearly 4-1 in terms of rounds. Uh, obviously, point deduction factored in, but um, I thought it was a bit closer than that from memory. it was There was a particularly a couple of very close rounds that could have gone either way. But I thought Ed, Edwards did a absolutely fantastic job. It's clearly the winner for me, even with the deduction. But I thought it might have been by a point or a draw because of the deduction.
0: It we were a majority decision that he won it by one, wasn't it? And um, one of the judge, judges agreed with you. So one of them gave it as 47, 47 the other two were giving it as 48-46. Um, yeah, I, ju- I think one of the things we were saying going into this was... is. Usman over the hill, it has his prowess started to fail, have his knees started to fail him. Um, I know he's had a lot of issues with his knees throughout, but it just seemed like getting knocked out when he'd seemed invincible before the, the second Edwards and Usman fight took it away from him and thought, actually, I'm not as invincible as I thought I am. Um, I thought it was quite tentative throughout. don't think he went in for anything in particular I thought Edwards' takedown defence was, was very good. Superb. Um, and that's probably what won him the fight in the end. Um, certainly according to my new Scottish best mate who sat next to me. But I mean, Rocky stole his soul, didn't he, really? Yeah. After that knockout, I mean, he, he did...
1: It's one of the points that you'd made and I thought it was, it was probably pretty close is... Is he a bit spent? Has he lacked a bit of fire now? He's been to the very top of the hill. Um, had that fantastic... I mean, I think he had the second longest... Winning streak in UFC history after Anderson Silva, who was actually inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's a
0: weird thing, that one, they announced it, sort
1: of... You've got to have him there, surely, and you give Dana a, a, a big thing. I mean, thoroughly deserved. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows what a huge fan I am of Anderson Silva. I think he gets... Since the sport has grown a little bit more, people are of the view that they maybe remember him having that really bad run towards the end of his career where he went one and seven or something like that. And so the the, the, the newcomers to the sport just remember him as a bit of a faded force getting trounced. Not the incredible Matrix-like run that he went on. I think he was, by all means, correct me if I'm wrong here, UFC champ from something like 2008 to 2030. It was like five, six years he was undefeated. Uh, went up in weight, fought a couple, two or three times at light like heavyweight. Was sensational. Thoroughly deserved place in the Hall of Fame. Top five ever. Pound for pound best. The only reason is probably that end of his career that would
0: mean that he's not in the conversation for goat. And the next person that'll be inducted, of course, will be Jake Paul because he spats him out. Again, that's what more
1: boxing fans would know, and that. that Again, probably shits all over that legacy, but thoroughly deserved. Thought it was, say it was a bit weird announcing it, not having him there, not seeming to induct him in a proper way, which would have been surely, I thought he would be there, uh, at least um, for that announcement. But I think it's announced and the actual ceremony, if you like, takes place in International Fight Week, which is in July in Vegas. So I suspect he will be there for that.
0: Yeah, um, and it, like I say, we're a little bit sort of they dimmed the lights a bit, they put it on all the screens, and it was like, oh, what's this? So they're showing some sort of advertisement. Announced that we were, all, I think we were both looking around thinking, oh, is he here? And then he wasn't. <laughs> it was just the next fight coming out. So. I mean, a,
1: a couple of other final put points on the fight. I thought two things I uh, remember was uh, I actually thought the reception was going to be better for Edwards when he came out when he got the full. Lights out and then came out. I actually thought the crowd would be a bit louder.
0: Did anyways. you like the um Ric Flair woos? The, um...
1: uh, I did, you were getting very involved in the <laughs> Ric Flair woos, weren't you? you know, I loved it. Um, and the only yeah, other thing, Jesus Christ, did he milk it coming out? How long did he take to actually come out when he'd got the blackout and the lights? Me. It don't was, it me. felt like ridiculous at but that point, like when you didn't need that. Everyone was there to see him anyway. I just felt like he'd. There's milk in it, and then there's like, okay, where are you, Leo? Come on, out you come. So nah, um, I,
0: just, I think it, that's his moment, and it that's what he's built his entire career up until. And if that is the last fight he ever wins, I think he'd be happy to go out on that. I don't think it will be the last fight he ever wins. I think he'll go on a little. Well, fingers crossed, goes on a bit of run, knocks Colby's head off. But um, yeah, I, I, I can't begrudge him for enjoying the moment.
1: Agreed. But usually when you see that, what you see is that, you know, they have the camera from the locker room, dressing room, whatever you want to call it. And you see them. if someone's out there they're like looking around, they're kind of milking the crowd. It was it wasn't him milking it for me in terms of enjoying that moment or that that little time in the spotlight. It was the time from when they dim the lights and everything until he entered the arena. It was like five minutes. It wasn't, as you say, it wasn't. So laughing it, it up it wasn't sort of um, I mean there was one guy Jesus, I can't remember which um, prelim fighter was it one of the Brazilians he the slowest walk ever
0: or it Santos the one that Liron beat
1: it may well have been I mean that was a good fight actually wasn't it and completely undeserved um, victory but um, he was literally walking like his baby steps
0: it's just like what on
1: earth are you doing
0: but Back on track. Get back on track. Um, back yeah. The... <laughs> so Colby is confirmed as the next. But is he confirmed? Because Dana says this. Edwards refutes this and says, I'm not fighting him.
1: Has he actually said he is? Uh, yeah. I uh, he said he doesn't deserve it. I, did, no, I haven't seen said, him say, I'm um. not
0: fighting him. He says, I'm the champion. I can choose my next opponent. And Colby has then come out and rebutted that and said, if he does that, I'm the bigger draw. Dana will get him to relinquish the title. I'll be honest, as much as I disagree with it, there's
1: only one winner out of Dana or Leon, isn't there, who's calling the shots, and it ain't Leon.
0: Well, if it's that, if it's calling the shots between Leon and Colby, that's different. If Dana has got it fixated, yeah, this is who you're fighting, that's what's happening, then he's going after is isn't he? But I just don't think Colby deserves it.
1: Mean, Dana a lot of times has, to be fair, Dana to backtrack is not would not be a surprise to come out and say one thing and then reverse it or make a different decision there's plenty of other factors in play like what if Colby got injured or Leon got injured and they bring an interim for him to fight um I agree with you to be honest with you he, he doesn't deserve it he sat out quite a lot he is a bit of a draw just because he's plays the heel very well and everybody wants to spark him out but I'm not his biggest fan I think there's more deserve. It. I mean
0: Bilal. Bilal Mohamed is the one that should Bilal, be Bilal,
1: and that was would be a replay. Yeah, in because terms of the eye poke. Because of the eye yeah. poke. Um, the other one who, I've got to be honest, as a root in for Leon, I would not want him to face, but I think is a looming, his shadow looms large on the horizon, is Rachmanov. Is it too early? 17-0, 17 knockouts. I mean, he hasn't fought... The level of competition, I I I would agree. He's the one that is going to get built up to to fight next in terms of that's where the UFCs seem to be focusing that um, prospect
0: building work. I would say, but he's a bad match up for Leon. He's only had five fights in UFC. None of those are against quote unquote notable fighters. Um, Jeff Neal was the last individual that he took out at 285. So, uh, no joke. The, the, the la- but the timelines could match up. It's not going to happen. No, wrong. This is obviously hypothetical between us um, and it's almost certainly going to be cold. But the timelines could match up though if you're going to put in um against him.
1: I agreed. I mean, the final point I we'll make on that one was I did see that um, f- Edwards had referred to it and I'm sure it was somebody else uh, who had actually coined the phrase but Dana White Privilege. So uh, basically, Dana chooses who he wants,
0: and that person gets the fight, which is a hundred percent true. Um, and it's hilarious to see that people have come out and said that this is Edwards being racist.
1: Yeah, let's just be clear. The, the, I'm trying. Who, who we did mention it earlier between ourselves? Who was it that first Ferguson. said that? Ferguson. So. What he clearly means by that is nothing to do with white privilege. There is Dana white privilege in terms of his name. So play which on his words, his actual name. <laughs> which is that Dana... And it's not that Dana favours white people. Dana just picks who he wants people to fight. If you've got a particular soft spot like Dana has for McGregor, for say, example... The greatest um, of white privilege. Then that's what happens. So um, I don't disagree in any way with what Edward said... Um, Dana White privileges for real.
0: Uh last thing on the main event then. Agree with the point deduction? Harsh. Very, very I mean at the time, given that this is the the stakes there of
1: a title fight in his, No warning, nothing. No
0: I, I started panicking with that point deduction because I thought it's at early the, on in the fight. Was it the second second round, I think. Se-
1: se- th- yeah, second or third, but it was we were both the same, like that could literally make the difference here. Yeah. Um, so poor refereeing for me no, no warning it wasn't like he was constantly doing it um, one of the few times it felt to me that you see in football referee wants to take the, steal the biggest stage um, uh, I can't
0: remember what referee was were Herb were it
1: um, I think it was Herb wasn't it? it
0: fucking Herb Dean
1: um, so yeah it felt a bit like he's um, very very harsh I thought um, I mean there was one other point deduction on the card which is for two in the same round obvious massive knees to the balls weren't it, it they?
0: might be one of the most disgusting things I've ever watched not because it was overly gory or anything like that but as a man watching that you know exactly how it feels and for it to happen twice you just like, in Come the on, same
1: man. round when they, and they both looked not subtle
0: no um, definitely a deserved point deduction we're at two point deduction i to think it it was
1: just one, was it? It was just one. It got a war, but again, it got a warning the first time and then the deduction, whereas um, Edwards was for grabbing the cage, Straight wasn't away. it? grabbing it was the cage. Bang, yeah. instantly, which, as you say, I think was absolutely nonsense, but
0: um, lives to fight another day. Yeah, exactly, and that's all that matters. Uh, Your main event, then, of the evening. Was Didn't it? disappoint, did I'm it? I'm going to say everything that you wanted it to be. Other than the knockout. Other than the knockout.
1: Yeah. It, it absolutely was. And um, I mean, again, I think in the crowd talking with your mates, there seemed to be a bit of a difference of opinion, didn't there? There, was, there certainly seemed to be a lot of people that were suggesting Fazayev should have won. Fazayev should have won. I said to you, and you could see from even as far back as we were, his face was fucked up. Damage has to play.
0: Into the scoring for me. Well, I think I remember saying to you. I think for has taken this. I think if it's not a Ziva win, it's a draw. And your exact response was what you just said there. You say you can't give. Look at his face. You can't give a draw, or it's a Ziva when he's walking around with it. It looked like um, you know, in classic wrestling, like nineties wrestling, where they blade themselves and blood just comes down. It's like a crimson mask. So it looked like it was ridiculous how far back you were. Just like oh, weren't
1: you by the by the third round in particular? His face was. Fucked up, um, tough though. Very, what a tough bloke, bloke. I mean, took. He'll come back. The yeah, shit he'll definitely come back. Of him. Uh, both of them were back. I mean, again, Gagey I, I, I mean, I, I still can't. But I said to you, didn't I? He, how he was. I think when we looked, nearly a three to one. Is he as far out as that? Is it at least two to one, over two to one, uh, underdog. And you're like, who's betting against Justin Gagey I don't think he were quite two to one. I think just under, maybe. But. That was a mistake all day long for me. And the only, only disappointment was no knockout. no knockout. But what did I say on the preview show?
0: Fight of the night could guaranteed.
1: Gu- Fight of the night guaranteed, which it was, could go to a decision. Who fucking made me change my mind?
0: No, no, someone's definitely getting knocked out. Oh, apologies. Did you win your bet that you put on? No. No. And uh, I didn't um, either. I don't think the, I got past the first leg.
1: There, I just Sometimes when you get these two people in the same style matchup, there's an element of can kind of cancel each other out. So should oh, have stuck with my gut, with, no. shouldn't
0: I really? But, but if you'd have put that on, would you have changed the bet that you uh, you put on? You no, because I still
1: went for Usman and he lost. So, oh, um your own
0: fault. You shouldn't have bet against the uh, the main man. But
1: yeah, it was a very, very good co-main event. Very enjoyable.
0: The only finish then of the main card, Gunnar Nelson and Barbarena. um Subbed him quite quickly, didn't it? He? he did. First um, round. That
1: was the most likely outcome. Again, I think what we said on the preview was what was going to happen. Two complete opposite styles. Stand-up fighter against a a very, very good jiu-jitsu fighter. um, It's just soon as if I'm down, did not it? Looking a bit bizarre with his tash. He he looked a bit uh, gunner, but um, always turns up for the... And again, quite a big... Sort of as a European fighter, one of the more better known. There were loads of know, fans for him, weren't there? Real little pocket, wasn't mm-hmm. there, in the arena uh, cheering him, which made me think that they were friends and family, maybe. Or oh, they got the uh,
0: Viking Icelandic chant going, didn't, in the club? They did. Um, but yeah, very, very impressive
1: win for him. Not really sure what he does for him in the division.
0: It's just, it's one of those things, isn't it? He's a bit of those, a bit like one of those fighters that's there. He's always going to put on a show. It's probably always going to get the sub if he is getting put into these sort of uh, main events or main cards, but he's never going to be a title holder. You said before he's a gatekeeper,
1: isn't it? Yes. To say is that when you want to put someone up in, you know, as a rising prospect as a test, you could say he would be a good match up for someone like Rachmanov. Um, you know, see how he does with, some, you know, he's obviously got a hundred percent finish record. How does he do against someone of that level jiu jitsu? Interesting. Uh, be you know, interesting. Uh, gonna doesn't tend to he's a bit Connor-esque in that doesn't dodge people he'll fight you put in front of him so that would be maybe a, a little match up and a, a step up in challenge for Ratmanov
0: the uh, last two on the card and all technically the first two on the main card these were weird watching in person and in the arena um, I was texting one of my mates so specifically this one was is Maya and O'Neal texting one of my mates when it was happening I had O'Neal did I ever buy KO on my bet the bet that lost easily um but I had it as quite close and swaying towards O'Neill the scorecards couldn't disagree with me any further and the texts I were getting were saying what are you talking about she's getting absolutely battered
1: haven't watched it back like we said but I, I agree with you we, we were both in slightly stunned silence weren't we that how this looked like I mean it was close it it, it wasn't I, think I the next fight we talk about was a more egregious one for me. Like, how on earth did the judges
0: come to that decision? Well, it, it's but, weird because the scorecards are the same for this fight as they were for De Litz and Vittori. So this, O'Neill and Mayer also had a 30-27 round and two 29-28 rounds.
1: The thing that I, I find slightly interesting about this in some ways is the... You've got someone at home who's taking a different view to us. The judges are seeing a better version of what we were seeing.
0: Yeah, not what so if people it, at home watch.
1: Exactly. So if anything, you could understand how the judges and people at home are getting it wrong, not how the judges, people in the arena, are disagreeing.
0: That's where it's a bit like, what, how... How? The judges probably haven't been smashing um, pints all the way through at night, though, to be fair. you might have done, but... True. And I mean, again, talk about, just
1: again, a nice little uh, tangent off. The timing difference of if you went, right... This is a minute before the end of the fight. Let's go and get a pint or go for you a piss. piss. Yeah. Then, if you went to try to go in between fights, it was ridiculous, wasn't it?
0: Um, it it was absolutely ridiculous. You could literally walk straight to the bar. If you went in the first round of, even on undercard, first round, one of those fights, or second round, were free, you want it completely easy to get in. Um, I remember going to the toilet at one point and there were guys smoking. I told you this, didn't I? I did. They were just having a cig and someone else turned around and said, oh, I don't think you can smoke in there. And he just went, fuck them. What? All right. It's a lovely city, is this? Um, but yeah, easy to get a pint if you did that.
1: Yeah. Um, and then so the start, of the main card started, which again I think we, uh, this was a robbery or, in my view. And again, I would, I definitely should watch this one back. Was um, Roman De Litz against Martin Vittori?
0: Well, the the, the scorecard that had it thirty twenty seven is a joke. What it's on
1: like... earth was that judge watching it? Had, I mean, it had to be at a minimum two one to De Litz for me.
0: Which is what I had it as. Um, I, yeah, I've no idea. A lot of people around us thought Vittoria had won it easily.
1: It was one of those that, that it, it was mainly fought on the feet, wasn't it? There wasn't a lot of um, takedowns, so I suppose that leaves it a bit more open to interpretation. But I had delits that 2 1 all day, every day.
0: That's what I thought, but again, no knockout. We were wanting these finishes, and the majority of finishes obviously came on the undercard. Um, but yeah we're expecting Delitz to to spark him out but
1: I've got two fights that I just thought then otherwise we'll get too dragged probably into this but
0: um... before you go into those two fights because I can guess what they are do you want to pay special mention to Lerone Murphy just because of the fact that you loved his name I think you must have repeated his name maybe eight or nine times throughout the night just going Lerone it was a good I liked the chance <laughs> um,
1: obviously he'd been to Leeds and back in the same day and the um visiting your missus um, I mean I hope not um, maybe but, Um good fight good fight as well I mean you you had said that the guy that he was fighting I've got to be honest was a bit off my radar you'd said that he was quite a, a prospect
0: for his um, debut yeah he was coming into it and I'll be honest I thought he won it <laughs>
1: he absolutely beat him again I mean maybe as we're talking about these people would be like what on earth have these guys been watching but it were very easy for me Santos 2-1 and I actually said to you he's lost Lerone but home he'll crowd. win home yeah. crowd and he won uh, and he did so good man um, I like like him as a prospect definitely had some holes in his game um, 100% that he needs to fill felt like he got a bit fortunate there but also Santos won to watch for the future absolutely very impressive. yeah I,
0: I thought it was very good um, do you know what the best way to avoid the home crowd advantage is? sparking out the Englishman, in the first round within, what, less than a minute and a half? I mean, again, we're going to butcher his name. Is
1: it Ashmooey?
0: You're looking at me as if I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I know what it is.
1: Israeli, um, and, against Sam Patterson. And... I feel for him. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a bit of a heartbreak, At The home crowd, you tell all your friends, your You're really family, excited. Watch, um, come and watch me fight, got absolutely smashed what the fuck Herb Dean is doing i think we were everyone was in stunned silence at quite how brutal the ko was so much so that when they replayed it we counted didn't we we're and
0: 13 or 14
1: 14 blows landed against him on the floor and he's probably sparked out for after two or three so you're talking like over 10 unanswered headshots on the floor
0: evidently the referee had uh, manslaughter on his card uh, his betting card but yeah when he stood up after, or, or struggled oh. did he didn't even stand up to he struggled to well, stand I mean, up
1: he, he, he was able to stand but he, not unaided yeah. like, he's basically been held up and he was just absolutely chicken for a while and the doctors were in for a bit well now, that was probably the most severe finish and lengthy delay afterwards but yeah your heart went out to him as a home crowdfighter getting sparked out that hard.
0: I feel sorry for him, absolutely. Um, Last one then, I'm going to assume that you're going to say Mikhaev.
1: How, uh, well, I bet he's regretting it himself, but the durability
0: of that man's knee was insane. I genuinely have never seen anything like that. When it were happening, it was, uh, you mentioned earlier on, because it's obviously a ground game in the uh, Octagon, our view was... Kind of blocked by one of the uh, corners of the cage, so we couldn't see it necessarily. We had a big screen next to us. Uh, we were watching the screen. His leg must be sort of maybe twenty degrees the other way. It would horrendous. The it crowd like were you, like, "What's going on?"
1: You were kind of having to watching it in the fight and then thinking, "No, that no, can't be like that." I look at the look up at the, the screen and the screen. The weird thing was, he didn't actually look. To be honest, and he's, again, it's super tough. look in any real discomfort, often when people are like that, you can grimacing in the face, or he, he looked okay, didn't he? Yeah. And then I was saying to you, that knee has got to be fucked. Even if he's that tough, he rode
0: it out immediately after the fight. He's limpid, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, props to him though, to go from that to then subbing his opponent out, rear naked choke. Rear naked choke. Um, yeah, it, that was impressive. That's probably the most impressive fight for me or perf, impressive performance on the card for me. Because in terms of the that. adversity yeah, that you faced
1: and to overcome that and just, I mean, we, we were talking about it um, on the night. That is just sheer adrenaline, you know, an unbreakable determination to not sub and just being probably at the time, not really feeling it. The moment the fight stops, the moment it's over being like, Oh, shit. Now, I'd be interested. I think you said that he. A couple of the day later, I think we spent on Monday, said,
0: so you have we heard anything about him, about his knee? And you said that he was out. He's, yeah, he's for a it. little bit. He's definitely going to be out for a little bit. I'm pretty sure he'd mentioned that on something like Twitter or something but, like that. Um, that's
1: got to be ligaments gone. Could be an ACL. That was insane. But the
0: toughness of him to endure that, incredible. It's a good way to adhere yourself to the fans. I think a lot of people watching that would be like. And yeah. for it, uh, 22, I think was, yeah. not he? Wasn't he? Young yard. lad.
1: Um, England via Dagestan. So we know, one well, those, my views of the Dagestanis, that they are not people to be fought with and an incredibly tough race of people. So um, he showed his true Dagestani roots in that.
0: Any other points you want to raise before we move on?
1: No, I think that about covers it. They were the two that I had on the undercard to uh, discuss. I mean, you mentioned
0: Lee Roan. Um,
1: Lerone, Lerone <laughs> is a good chant going
0: around. The only other thing that I'd say, just especially because you mentioned the, the chant, the headshot dead chant, that that is going to catch on quite quickly for um, Edwards.
1: Yeah, I thought it was it was yeah, weird because I, I, I get getting... it. You 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 were getting very involved, but <laughs> I didn't I got I didn't really I didn't really care for that one. I thought compared to Lerone, um, no, it I... wasn't it wasn't in the same. Did uh, you see
0: him do the gun? Signed to him as if he was shooting him in the head when Osman walked up to him. I
1: did. Um Cold. And again, the crowd were getting into that one, weren't they? But again, I suppose it's a chant of his own making. Yeah. Given that that was exactly what he said in the uh, the interview after the last fight, wasn't it? Let's see what he does um, against
0: uh, Colby then, which looks to be the uh, most likely opponent. But... Uh, Bonner segment then. So we actually missed it last week. we give you an extra two weeks to do some homework on this. But the Bonner segment is named after the late Stefan Bonner. It's the point of the show in which we review and discuss some of the greatest and most memorable fights in MMA history. Give our listeners a bit of fun homework. This time you've had two weeks. Uh, We post the fights watching our Twitter page for the following week and then run through it. Um, This one that you picked was... Haska and Tech from UFC 275. Two men with 74 professional fights at the time, 56 stoppage wins between them going into it. It's no wonder that it was uh, such a highly revered fight. Um certainly one
1: of the most recent ones as well, haven't I mean, we a lot of the the ones that um we've picked have been This one wasn't
0: in black and white for once, so. Uh
1: It have been it was a bit more recent, but um surround one. I mean, it was I thought a bit of a slow start. Um good head kick from from glover um and then he quite quickly gets a mount and almost immediately started pouring it on uh prahaska didn 't he and I've got my notes prahasska 's doing well to survive this is like a minute or two into the fight uh he gave up his back i don 't know if there's a point you noticed this where then it became what they were technically is called north south position, but basically glover's balls are in his face, so he 's literally sat in. On his face for a, a few seconds. But Brasca managed to get up. Glover mounts him again. Big elbows from Glover. Went for an arm bar. And that gave Brasca the chance to get up. And at the end of the round, um, there was a little bit of a revolt reversal. And he managed to rain down some shots on, on Glover. But easy 10-9 for Glover for me. First round. Second round, uh, Brasca looks like he, he knows he probably lost the first round. Comes out of a flying knee. Both trading taking some some big hits and some impressive takedown defense from Brahaska. um but then Glover mounts him again and Praska looks in trouble minute to go um it was a very close round i thought that was very clever work from glover got there it was a bit of a round stealing in that last minute raining big shots down at the end to take the round if it was a, it was a close one 10-9 glover for me it's the massive
0: core of the eye that round as well was not it
1: it started. Uh, it, I've got. It didn't start. I didn't think really being super obvious until the third round. The blood, but yeah, that's. What, it was one of those elbows I think on the Open floor that opened him up. up. Yeah. Um, third round I thought was probably the quietest of of the rounds. Glover again takes him down. Prohaska's a bit better on his feet, showing some good top control, and but is bleeding. And as you say, it's getting a bit bloody and at one point I've got there it's almost hard to tell who was bleeding because there was a lot of clinching and mounting on the floor and they you know both faces are quite bloody but it was brasca I think I gave that one 10-9 Pahaska. fourth round good start again from brasca landing some big shots and then Glover comes back again bang tapes him down very good top control again raining blows holding him down um, suddenly Praska reversed him um, and, and started to come on strong. But Glover, again, gets him back down. It's a point where he takes his back, um, and then it get, uh, ended the round. Pro- could be, could have been a close one if there'd been another minute or so left in that round from the position he was in.
0: 10-9, Glover. Yeah, I thought the ref were taking a look at this as well. I thought it, it was one of those where, you know, you keep your eye on the ref and you think, is he going to try and stop this? And I think you were thinking quite strongly about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was in some bad...
0: Bad positions, but so you're going into the fifth
1: round, already into the championship rounds 3 1 to Glover here. So he just needs to ride this out. I don't think, in any way, shape, or form, if it goes to a decision, Glover's winning this pretty easily. So Brohaska needs the finish. um Glover hurts him at the start of the round as well, so he's looking in very, very good shape. Glover um, takes down and ends up on the bottom, but both get up quite quickly. Um, Glover's got him, um, but um, Brasca's back is against the cage, so he's good use of the cage to try and um, keep himself in in the game. Um, Glover mounts him, and there's a a minute 30 left, and you're thinking to yourself, this is easy for Glover here. He's just going to hold him out on top like he has done um, and finish. All of a sudden, Brasca's suddenly on top, and Glover gives up his back, and bang, rear naked choking taps him super quick with 30 seconds
0: to go really quick as well i think a lot of criticism on uh tech sharer for this the more and certainly having watched it back as well the more i see it the more i think by that point he's given up so much in the rest of the fight he's probably running on fumes by the point that that gets locked in it was deep as well yeah. and i mean again uh, it,
1: it was quick and i you know looking back at it again it, it was it did seem very very quick but when people are sat there going, Oh, that's quick fucking pussy. Let fucking
0: Big Braheska come and lock put it that, that it.
1: Easy put that fucking on you <laughs> and survive two seconds or three seconds of to happen. So um but incredible performance given he was undoubtedly gonna lose and I think all three judges had it three one to cover at the point he won. The so it was it was it was easy gonna be glover and that would have been Glover winning the title as well. He'd never had the title, always eluded him. He was kind of the boogeyman in that he was very, very good, but his absolute prime, um, which would have ironically been when John Jones was just tearing through the division, um, he had some visa issues and he couldn't get in. So his, his, his um, UFC, even though he's been in the UFC maybe maybe 10 years, maybe eight years, something like that, that was delayed, and he could, he would have
0: been in it years earlier and could have easily been light heavyweight champion as well. The sooner I think that he comes back from his injury, the better. Um, Pascal? Yeah, he's, he's one of these that I want to see him back as soon as possible. I don't know. Have we had any updates about that at all? A couple of months ago, he said he was, a, he was well ahead of schedule,
1: but I think even the most pessimistic at the time it was going to be like eight or nine months, but um, he the durability he showed at that point and even at the points when he'd been mounted for like four minutes and the blows had been raining down on him, he would at the start of his rounds come up, light on his feet, bouncing around, so incredibly durable guy. So um yeah, look forward to him coming back. Um, and they'd already said because he gave up the title, he will go straight into a title fight, won't he? So they yeah, which he was, deserves it. Absolutely. Certainly deserves, given he you know on form and the fact that he was the title holder. He's never lost it in the cage. He gave it up. So um, yeah, look for probably towards the end of the year. I would have thought.
0: It's a dreaded international break, Ian, and I'm not happy about it at all. I can't be bothered with international breaks. I can't be bothered with international football. It's boring unless it's a proper tournament. Unless I can get me teeth stuck into it. Nah, I'm not you interested. In England-Italy, watching big Willy Nonto run circles around us, defence?
1: Nah, I mean, international football for me, it's yeah. who doesn't love a World Cup or a Euros every couple of years? But um, it's always so unfulfilling as an England fan as well because we always smash through qualifiers, don't we? And then only to come a cropper in the um, The actual tournament. tournament, Because we realise
0: that Gareth South gets his manager again.
1: It's always thoroughly underwhelming when that's the case because um, we'll end up with a 100% record in qualifying to only then go out in the first round of the actual tournament. And I feel like given England over the last few years, that opportunity for a big tournament win has probably come and
0: gone. Are you going to be watching any of these then? Probably stick it on in background or something when we play Italy tomorrow. Or today, whenever you listen to this
1: nah I'm not I'm not sure I mean again I've kind of fallen out of love football recently with Liverpool's performances and and generally I um, don't seem to be watching as much football as I certainly did um, a few months back so um, yeah I mean it's, but that's the only thing we slag it off I'll probably stick it back stick in it the background but yeah
0: definitely won't be glued to the screen I think it's fair to say Do you think that we'll uh, see many appearances from the Yorkshire Perlough who seems to have stolen his place in the Yuck. lineup. I mean, how has he got in
1: to that squad when we um, I haven't got it in front of me, the actual squad, but there are some far, far more deserving players that didn't get a call up. Certain players that have got cut based on form and poor performances, like a Trent, who, you know, you can't disagree with. How on earth Phillips has got in is a shocker to me.
0: Just don't get it. Um, I get that he's a very good player and I don't disagree that he's a good player on his day, but he hasn't been that player for a good year now, which is weird and it's a bit sad as a Leeds fan and it isn't sour grapes or anything like that, but he's just not hes not played this season, so how can he possibly get an international call-up?
1: Agreed, particularly when they seem to be overlooking people who are on form and far more deserving of that call-up.
0: So um... Tony got it. Which is well deserved. overdue. Yeah, Get him banned, though, because he deserves a ban.
1: Um, does he? For, but we, again, we still don't have that context, magical context, do we, of um, who to, and what he's been bet, betting on? I think on. we've
0: still got to play Brentford later in the season again. So get him banned. Don't want him to be, In fact, wait until Leeds play him and then ban him the day before. What
1: seems peculiar to me is that they've announced that he will be banned, but not done it, and then, it, and then let him get called out for his country. And they score more goals against yeah, teams
0: they... and potentially cost quite a few teams that need the points around the relegation zone. Some big, big points. Bizarre one for me. So it, it, I mean, I, I'm guessing that
1: there is probably an appeal going on, but we haven't heard about that. We haven't had enough details of the initial offences to be able to make up our mind of whether or
0: not it's fair or. Um... Which I don't think you will. In in all honesty, I think they'll. Probably avoid as much detail as possible. A bit he's breached these regulations. This is how many he's breached. This is the length of his ban.
1: Oh, I, I don't disagree that the, that the FA and and you know the governing body in terms of that that's likely to happen. But normally on these is what will come out is you know somebody that knows Tony or there'll be a squealer somewhere along the line that will let the information out straight and, at Sun newspaper. Exactly, and then because if it's as we suspect it might be, which is just betting on really random Czechoslovakian third division games or something like that. Well, then it's hard done by. And if I was someone, you know, oh, you're getting banned. Right, go and tell them. Go and tell the world what's actually happened. Fuck this confidentiality agreement they've signed. You know, on, let it sneak out on the down low. Um,
0: but well, time will tell. I think it will come out. Do you think he will have bet on? Two red cards being received by Fulham in the space of no minutes whatsoever and Mitrovic being told that he's the worst player that's ever played football and he's going to get banned for the rest of the season because he's clearly assaulted the referee. I
1: mean, assault. <laughs> Do me a fucking favour. I mean, we. I know you can't put your hands on the referee. I'm not advocating that you can, but... He didn't pilot a canny him, did he? <laughs> Can you Fucking imagine? push him over. He didn't drop him. He gave him a tiny little tug of his arm, didn't he? And in fact, it was probably less severe than what Bruno Fernandes did to the linesman in the Liverpool Man U match. Certainly he similar. doesn't Certainly seem similar. to have had didn't any... Didn't get
0: a card for that, though. Didn't even get a yellow card. Didn't get any sort of warning from the referee. The biggest uh, grievance that I would have from this is okay you can't do that to referees don't disagree rugby league does quite a good job of and rugby union as well does quite a good job of protecting their officials you watch how that happens you see anything incorrect you get a penalty given against you you get a yellow card quite quickly for dissent the amount of footballers that run up to a referee's face when they give a, dis- a penalty against them for example how many times do you see the players screaming in the face calling them I'm sure a plethora of different swear words and different insults. How is that... Again, you can't put your hands on people, that's fine. But how is that so less severe than what Mitrovic has done that that doesn't even warrant a warning or a yellow card and Mitrovic warrants getting banned potentially till the end of the season? Dumbfounded. Can't explain it. It's inexplainable
1: to me. Um, If there's this um, spectrum... Of offences, you know, of where does it land compared to some of these other things I mean, are we really now saying the two worst things currently in football are someone potentially betting on games that they have no influence or outcome over at all in their spare time to kill a bit of time and I, I mean, how would you even describe? How would you describe, apart from your slightly hyperbolic assault of the? I mean, what would be the best way to actually describe what he did? He tugged him. A tug on the arm.
0: Tugged him off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that that might be one that, uh, that, that they need to take t- severe action for, but it was an arm pull, an arm, as you say, it, an it's, it's, arm, it's literally a, a goes tug up of to the him. arm.
0: He tugs him in the arm. <laughs> he um, gets in his face. He wags his finger in his face. And says something. We don't know what he said. I'm sure he's turned around and said, "You're an effing clown." You this, that, and other. But he's not been sent off for what he said. He's been sent off but for the.
1: That, again, that would be to me justifiable if they'd come out and said, "Well, actually,"
0: he, he... said, "He's going to kill your kids and stuff." Yeah,
1: he, he racially abused. You know, the like the, the ref or something like that. But it's to do with the act of touching the ref, which is so slight that. I don't know. I, just, like I say, get confused what he world we in these days. De-can him.
0: He doesn't smack him, he doesn't do anything that causes any harm. He does something that he shouldn't do in the laws of the game, and the FA has rightly said in, in some sense, you can't do that, we're going to come down quite strongly on that. But you can't differentiate so significantly between that and shouting in a referee's face and calling him loads of names. There, there isn't a massive you, difference in You can't
1: that? paint him out as this fucking... Brawler that he's coming and fucking drop the referee, swinging and it gave him like as you say an arm tug, but I don't know. I, I I get more disappointed with the world as each week goes by and people listen. I become increasingly despairing at the world that we live in these days, where that is painted out to be
0: the most severe thing that's happened in a football match for a long time. Well, a bit of positive news from you. Soccer AM's dead. <laughs>
1: Never watched it anyway. Um, it was one of those things for me that probably the the most things that I remember seeing are the bloopers where they used to get attractive young females on and they might be wearing no knickers or things like And then they'd like accidentally
0: that. open the legs. And so stuff, yeah. I remember
1: there being a fair few blooper reels like that going round. Um, it also seemed to be that I think you said back when Soccer AM was a big thing, it would be these days, there's no way
0: they could get away with it in terms of what they would chant. and They, they would quite literally get these, as you say, attractive young females on. They would wear the football shirts and they would say, oh, how old are you? And it'd be like, oh, I'm 18. And then the entire crowd would be like, great age, absolutely great it age. It was
1: pretty leery, would not it? I mean, again, not jumping on this nonsense woke train, but if someone said to you, that's pretty misogynistic, just putting a girl in a very tight top and everyone being like, Oh yeah, she's hot. Um, you probably couldn't indulge that these days. It's definitely say. weird,
0: but not certainly not depending on misogyny or just uh, can't get cancelled, can we? But what I would say is they didn't get forced to go on the show. It's a little bit like um, Ring Girls and the, the women at F1 and stuff like that, where there was a, a lot of issue about that. But they they do that. Because they want that attention, in terms of for that, it's soccer that, it's a little but, bit no, different. In go... soccer AM, it's for attention. I'm going to say the job for the other people, they do it for the money, but they also enjoy it. They don't do it because they get forced into doing it.
1: Yeah, of course. And as you say, no one's got a gun to their head. It's not um, exploitation, is it? Yeah. It's not. Um, they've gone on. It's weird. And if someone but it's not said to me, you can go on to a show with a predominantly female crowd okay. and they're all there like yeah like cuz I'm wearing my really tighty-whiteies um it i never wouldn't never against it it never happened I wouldn't be against it but um yeah it's funny again how I don't know how long it's actually been on the air soccer AM but almost 30 years it's a long long time so that's longer than I suspected but how it's changed and probably been forced to change in that period um of Leery, pervy old men. It, um, even
0: without that, it, it's just shit these days. Um, there's no the, the comedy that they try to put in it is all forced. It's all shouty comedy, which I can't stand. There's no clever about it. The interviews are all right. Things like the compilations where they're doing skills, that's all fine. But, yeah, I haven't watched it correctly or properly in a number of years. It's one of those things that if I'm up at that time, bang it on TV. Probably while I'm eating my breakfast or something, I'm not paying much attention to it.
1: As I say, I thought when it was at its peak was when I was at university, not probably a single weekend in my university career was up at nine till 11 in the morning. So um, never missed it. That was, I seem to remember again, this was, I think from what I remember, it was Andy Goldstein mm-hmm. and is it Helen Chamberlain, Helen yeah. something. Then it moved to... Was it Max Rushton? He's now on talk. A man, oh, Goldstein, he, yeah, are both Mac, on talk. Max talk. Rushton's a prick. Um, I have got no idea even who does it now, who presents it.
0: I can't remember his name. It's, is it not the guy who did the yeah, guy, that Darren weird Gibbs? Guy.
1: What's that weird guy that like? I was like, eh, Tubes. 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 Uh, he, he always felt like, you know, the kid that got bullied at school that was like, <laughs> go on, go and do that. And just for attention, he'd do it. He always struck me as being like that guy. On t- national TV.
0: it's like my mate Johnny then. <laughs> so, so, you know it's the time I mean,
1: though, that, like, tell him to do something stupid and for the attention of
0: a few laughs, they they do it. We used to get my mate Johnny to um, balk like a chicken. So like, be walking down a street in Leeds and stuff after a night out and he'd just randomly make chicken noises. and Still funny to this day, we don't know why he did it. Yeah, like, you know. Go over
1: to that that girl and say this to her. Yeah, okay. And then he do it, and get slapped. Yeah, like that go over of... to
0: this guy with an hammer and a note in your hand, and uh, yeah. see what happens.
1: Um, but yeah, it always it almost felt a bit like live bullying that he was just <laughs> basically the the unpopular goon within the Soccer AM group, and was just told to do stupid shit for laughs, and he did it for the attention. But I never really watched it, so that might could be completely wrong. Poor tubes. Okay, did he have a? Maybe a heart attack or something like that at one point oh, I don't say he's dead now I'm going to feel like I can't know, oh, but um, is he
0: uh... yeah he had uh, just saying here a very unexpected major heart attack he said from the abuse he received <laughs> from the Tapping Up podcast uh, um, he, he made it though he pulled through did he tubes he did he did Yeah, thanks to the, the tubes of the hospital um, final bit on football then because there's not really much that's happened this week Delhi alley has gone AWOL Delhi Alley <laughs> AWOL, don't you have to be somewhere to be absent without
1: leave? Like, can you not be? Was he not absent with leave
0: in Sick test. So he got given um, a small break, quote unquote, from football by his manager. They don't want him. They've basically um, banished him. I think the quotes were given in the papers that were coming out with it. But they were asked about his absence, and he said, uh, We give him permission for a small break. He hasn't come back yet but it's raining. That's probably why he didn't come. We're trying to find out where he is. He's just gone. Just literally, he's, quite, he's gone from one of the best young prospects in football to running away from football. I, th- I think, to be honest, we joke and we laugh and stuff, I think he's actually got quite severe problems. I think he needs to speak to someone. He seems like that person who's just gone from the very top of the mountain, has achieved it too quickly... And they just fallen off and has never had anyone to support him throughout his career. This, this is a mockery. I, I don't disagree with you. And
1: funny you say that on that note, was it this week that Chilwell had come out to see this and said that. Um, that he's been he to a therapist. Been to a therapist trying to sort of open up on um, mental health issues and saying that there shouldn't be a stigma attached to it. Um, the only person I can kind of think of that ironically has. A, whether this has happened or not, and it shows the, the powers of recovery of someone, is his drop in form. The only other person I can think of on a remote level of how dramatic that was is Rashford. Look at Rashford a few years ago of how he was great prospect sort of last season. was dog shit, wasn't he? For two and a half years, maybe two years, absolutely nothing. And then, bam, this year, incredible, the stats, the performance he's been putting in. So he... The, I suppose the point I'm trying to make, I think I would agree with you with Ali. There must be something outside of pure football that's caused that kind of decline.
0: Would you take a punt on him? No. Even on a free?
1: No. I think it's it's been that long now, his decline. And I mean, it's crazy Given, I mean, wh- how old is he? 27, 28?
0: 26. He's not old. 26. Yeah. 27 but next month, I think.
1: He was literally, wasn't he, for probably at, at the peak of his powers at what 19 or 20 it, it must have been it's not a, a a sudden decline i would say it's three or four years since if not more since he was doing the ridiculous numbers that he was doing for spurs and were when he was be, the golden
0: child crystal palace they got that outrageous volley where he basically kicks it over his head turns pivots and just volleys it into the bottom corner screamer yeah i think um, like a few years before. i think
1: it was, i mean it, it, When he was originally signed by Spurs, it was from... Wickham? MK Dons. MK Dons. Um, Fake Wimbledon. And I only remember because Liverpool were sort of linked with him at the time. And he went to Spurs and you think, ah, never mind. And as you say, that wasn't he playing in Spurs' first team at 17? 19, I think it was. But there was probably two or three years where he must have probably got double figures in terms of goals. And the numbers that he was putting up were... Sensational, he was a, a first choice in England's midfield, wasn't he? Um, but yeah, it feels a long time ago for the lad. Um, and as I say, I think there must be something
0: deeper than he's out of form. The move to Everton just hasn't worked, has it? And was it
1: him that famously Mourinho
0: smashed, yes, dug, dug him out in the that, um, oh god, what's the name of the dream? Is it something
1: dream? No, that, was I... the Netflix. Pl- um,
0: No, it was Amazon Prime, sorry. I can't Um, remember what it was called, but yeah, that's going to have been annoying if I can't think of that. But yeah, he went on an initial free transfer to Everton. I'm just looking here. But that transfer could rise to 40 million if performance benchmarks are met. So they're laughing, really, all the way to Banker Spurs.
1: Well, you have to play to hit performance banks, though. At the moment,
0: 10 million was. If he reached 10 appearances, it's played from 13 times, Evan, So they've already got 10 million for him.
1: Which is a lot of money, but equally you would say at the time of when, what at the peak of his powers, that would be a bargain.
0: Oh, change your mind. The first 10 million is due after 20 appearances, which he hasn't met. That's why they've found him out then. So, um,
1: okay then, so if it sounds, I'm going to go hang out uh, on a limb here and say that the Sixers don't want to sign him. Or take him on a permanent move in the summer. So, what's next for him?
0: I don't know. I really don't know. He signed a two and a half deal, a two and a half year deal for Everton, which was in twenty twenty two January last year, January twenty twenty
1: two. Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Because I think Lampard took him and someone else on there that were quite a big name that they thought, right, it's a good signing for him. Um, but anyway, so they signed him two and a half year deal. So his deal is up in 2024, so he's still got another year on his deal. Everton are obviously going to try and almost certainly look to flog him. I can't imagine that he fits back into Everton's team. I don't see anyone taking a punt on him, though. That's the issue because of everything that's happened, like you said, because his decline has been so rapid. I actually think there's a player still there, and I think you don't lose the ability to be a good footballer. You just might lose the motivation. So I think he just needs someone in his ear to I him agree, right and he path. probably
1: needs that type of manager to bring him out of his shell a little bit, turn him into a butterfly, from, you know, rather than a Mourinho being harsh. I mean, a, a sort of a Klopp-esque, I feel like Klopp, not just the bias with me there, is the type of man to get from a man management. If you need an arm around someone, then probably a, a positive affirmation. He feels like he would be a man. I'm not in any way saying I want to sign him or we should sign him. It's a Liverpool fan. But um, he feels like the type of mould of manager he needs to try and get something out of him. The funny thing is actually, is it was only, I believe, we were in the gym, because I can't remember the conversation, a few weeks ago, I was saying to you that I thought he might actually kick on um, because of this, um, I think it's a G- Nathan Redman had signed for Basictus. So it's the kind of place that you would think is could be quite lonely and hostile if you were an Englishman uh, abroad like that on your own. Now that there was then two English guys out there, I wondered if that might be a little bit of a a power base for them to, a friendship, hang out to try and get him out of that shell again. And then a few weeks later and he's AWOL and booted out. So um hasn't quite worked out for him, but I thought that would be a positive move. And Redman on his day... Decent Premier League player.
0: I'd be interested to see what he does next, Alec. Because like I say, I think there's something there, and the Rashford equivalent is quite a good one now. Obviously, Rashford is far above his level at this point in time, but you don't know. There might be something that changes in the, the near future. I can't think of, say, someone who's dropped off the form that dramatically, but. Hazard. T-
1: good Coutinho. Shout. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, two good shots, but Marcus Rashford would be the. Um, The shining hope of someone to say, look, you can still turn your career around. Yeah. Uh, And at that age, you can still make a go
0: of it. So, we'll see what happens in the summer. For probably the fourth podcast episode in a row, we're talking about Usyk and Fury without anything being confirmed. Is it on? Is it off? Do I give a fuck anymore? It's literally just great on me. I just want something to be confirmed so we can move on from it. Um... The rumours this morning that came out from TalkSport and then has been subsequently confirmed by Usyk's promoter was that the fight was off and that Usyk had cancelled his camp and was no longer training. Uh, ESPN came out and confirmed that to be the case as well. Seems to be all around clauses that Fury keeps trying to slip in at the very last minute and kicking up fuss about nonsense and... Um, on the back of it apparently being cancelled and called off it's now potentially back on and Frank Warren were then on talks saying oh we're trying to get this back on I'm just bored of it I'm just so unbelievably bored I agree I mean whatever way you look at it
1: Tyson has not come up in any good way I think in the public in the the court of public opinion he looks and I think he's been finally found out that he's 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 scared and he's he's ducking. Who's it?
0: Well, the, the new thing. So obviously we talked about it a couple of weeks ago and last week I think as well that he wanted this rematch clause taken out. So he didn't want a rematch clause in. Saying right, seventy thirty split to me. Which we've been through this, but you rightfully said if you were Usyk, I'd come out, call this bluff, and say go on then, which he did. Double down on it. Yeah, double down. He said, Right, I'll do that. You give money to charity. You're a, a big charity man apparently. Give a million pounds to your uh, Ukraine, um, for everything that's gone on there recently.
1: Did he accept that by the just on a side no. to stop because I, I saw that he'd give it I'll give all my money to charity for this but and he, the fight then progressed. But I didn't actually say hear him say, Yeah, I'll give.
0: Nothing like that. No. No no confirmation of that. We don't obviously know whether that's inserted in the contract, but no public confirmation of that. Um he then comes out and says, "I don't want this rematch clause. If you're so confident, you don't need it because you can beat me, take you thirty percent, and then that's that." Which doesn't really make any sense because in the modern day, just about every big title fight has a rematch clause. Um, it's not like the olden sort of golden days of boxing where it's right, I'm fighting you, right, I've lost, you fight someone else, or I'll fight you next, etc., etc. But the new thing about this rematch clause, which Fury is apparently saying, okay, I will have this rematch clause in now, but if you beat me, the second fight is a 50 50 split. Usyk's saying, no, if I'm fighting for 70 30 in the first fight, if I beat you, I'm getting a 70 30 split in the second fight. It, it's just all ridiculous. that The requests that Fury is putting out there at this point can only mean that he's trying, or his team are putting out there, can only mean that he's trying to duck this fight.
1: Agreed, and I think uh, there comes a point in anything like this where you could say his team—he's got representatives, but at some point he's the fighter. He gets to call those shots, you know. And if um, you know his promoters are then saying, "I know, let's add this in at the last minute, let's do this," he has the power to say, "Fuck that shit! No, we've, we've we've messed him about enough. Let's fight." And it feels to me who's it called his bluff I don't think Fury thought that he would get backed into that corner and, and he'd take the 70-30 and it feels like he alright I'll, I'll give him what you want um, it felt like in terms of if we're looking at this as, the, as a game I know it's not but if you're playing the game the obvious I would say to you I look at this through like a, a marketeer's eyes so how is that, how are you spinning this to the world the only way Fury could come out of that initially like he wasn't scared was okay it's on so he starts the training videos and allows the ruse to continue okay i'll train it's on whilst now sneaking these extra and barns in but why are you training if the fight's not fully signed for a start so that feels very showy oh start training i'm gonna fight if you had genuinely started your training camp like that You'd just carry on, wouldn't you? And like you say, if you can't demand seventy thirty, and then get 70-30 if you lose on the way back, it feels like, again, there's just... He's all over the place. And I feel now, more than ever, he just looks very, very scared. I mean, you said to me the latest update was two quadrilogy options of Wilder Fury 4 or Chizura Fury 4. What
0: the fuck? I think the other one was it mentioned as Shah, who isn't a big name. It's well. It yeah, it goes, AJ beating him.
1: Someone's. Uh, I'm sure someone can't
0: remember who it someone's
1: is. Someone's fought some either AJ or Fury. I'm sure he's fought Manuel Shah before. Um, he's definitely fought someone English at a higher level. Um, whether whether it is Fury whether it's a rematch or whether it was AJ, but I'm sure he's fought one of them.
0: I can't remember. I, I know he's fought Povetkin, but I don't recall him fighting any of the big Englishmen. Because he, he was doing all these videos saying that he was going to come out and, and batter Fury a few years back and all this sort of stuff. But the other option then for Usyk, if that happened, Wilder's called him out today. So Wilder said, I'm more than happy for that fight. But you would do it if you were Wilder, wouldn't you? Because why wouldn't you want to fight the unified a champion of the world to try and get your belts back, knowing full well that it's unlikely that you're going to get knocked out by him and it gives you more time to then try and knock him out. Yeah, I mean, someone like Wilder
1: who's been embarrassed pretty comprehensively, all right, it's two losses and a draw is his last three fights to Fury, but we all know that was three losses, don't we? That The, the yeah, draw he should easily. have lost. Um, against Chisora, it's 3-0 to Fury. Why not a, a put- what it feels like is, if that's the case, why don't we all just take 20 quid, have a whip round and give it to Tyson Fury? Because that's basically what he's doing. He's stealing money off of us if he thinks anyone wants to pay to watch either of those two fights.
0: I mean, it's, it's like putting you up against him. Just, no offence to you, but I know what the result's going to be. people would
1: probably be more interested in that because at least I'm someone new. I'm a different face. The Rocky but, story. Um, that we haven't seen it three times already. So it's a little bit interesting because... There's an element of oh what's gonna what might happen here? Not, oh same shit's gonna happen for a fourth time.
0: So um He's running out of, of people to fight is the issue for Fury because don't want to fight. Why AJ. is he still
1: fighting? If he if he's not motivated to fight the best And he doesn't want this to this be unified, unified period, and, and he doesn't want to be as you say, don't want to be unified, just retire. Like, I don't it's literally or bust for me.
0: Well, I saw um there were a post on Twitter that said who would win their prime Picture of Fury. Can you guess who the second picture was? Lennox Lewis. Yeah,
1: Lewis. Every day.
0: Yeah, it's just it's one of those things that you see it and then the comments are always, "Yeah, Fury had techies head off." Didn't hear
1: uh, Lewis sort of saying, "Oh, I don't want to fight Mike Tyson, do I?" Uh, you know. Um, and so, I mean, it's a different world, sadly, these days with the stupid sort of social media and the ability just to talk shit. I mean, I love it in that. Smack talk is one of the best bits of boxing for me is the ability just to say shit, wind someone up, you know, in a Conor-esque manner. But I feel like Fury's taken it, not to a new level in terms of the quality of it, just a, a, a new level of ridiculousness, of just saying shit, not ever having to, to, to back it up. But um
0: was Lewis the last... Undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, I believe he was I'm just to see
1: 2002. It now. I seem to sit see, in my mind
0: 1999 to 2000, really, so for less um, than a year. But
1: uh, long time. To- but again, if you were really as good as he says,
0: you want that, don't you? Who doesn't want uh, you
1: know for the first time in 20 odd years? Um, there's not many people that can say they were the unified. Heavyweight champion of the world—it's got that ring to it in terms of, you know, it's like Mike Ta- the baddest man on the planet type of thing, isn't it? Going to be a that's, BMF belt. That's it. Either like, we want to be the beer meth or the heavyweight champion of the world.
0: That's... I'm sure we'll end up talking about this uh, again next week because it seems to be the new story that never ends. Um, we said we'd do a short one this week. It is over an hour and sixteen minutes long, so very, very short as per usual. Not a short one at all then. <laughs> Um, but no, uh, as always, thanks very much for listening and we'll speak to you next week